Hi, I'm Natalie Osorio, and I work at Perfectly Imperfect Beauty in Woodbridge, Virginia, and I'm today's guest announcer. You can find me on Instagram at P-I-B Lashes. Cue the music. In an industry where most of us spend the majority of our time working alone in a room, we wanted to create a podcast where you can learn, be encouraged, and find a connection with other lash and beauty professionals. This is the LashCast podcast, and here's your host, Paul Lubers. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today's episode is part two of our discussion on professionalism in the beauty industry, or the lack thereof. Thank you so much for coming back to listen to the second half of what I think is a very important topic. Now, before we get into the episode, let's make a real quick couple announcements here. First off, if you haven't heard about it yet, LashCon is coming up quick in October 19th through the 21st right here in Pasadena in California. Right when it's beginning to get a little cool around the country, you can come out here and have some amazing weather. But that's not really the reason to come. Why should you come? Well, mainly you should come because this is a chance for you to invest in your business. Are you a great lash artist or maybe just starting out but have no idea how to run your business? It's time to get serious about your business and take control of it. As lash artists, we spend so much time growing our lash skills, but now we want to invite you to grow your business skills too. There is so much more to running a lash business than just doing lashes. So what is so different about LashCon than maybe some other conferences you've heard about or gone to? I promise you that when you leave this conference, you will leave with many new ideas that you can implement into your business. LashCon is not here to give you a bunch of inspirational cheerleader talk. While that could be nice, there's plenty of that on Instagram. LashCon is here to give you actual things that you can do to improve your marketing and your business. I've told all of our speakers that they have to give away at least three ideas that a business owner can go home and implement into their business. No empty just chatter or hype here. Just hands-on things that you can do to improve your business. This weekend is going to be very, very practical. Why else should you come? Well, you should come also because of the networking and because of the parties. Lash Bomb and Lash Anarchists are hosting a party on Saturday night. Everyone was talking about the party they hosted in Vegas, and now they're back ready to do it again. You don't want to miss the second opportunity. We also have an amazing lineup of speakers and topics, so if you want to know more about that, just go to our website, lashcon.com, and you can get all the details there. Prices are going up again very soon, so do not delay. Go to the website, click on the link, go to the main page where you can buy the tickets and get them today. Aside from that, we're still looking for guest announcers. As always, I have about three in the can, so in about three more podcasts, I'm going to be all out, guys, and I depend on you guys for this because this is where you guys get to promote yourself and make yourself known to our audience. So please, if you're interested in doing the opening that we have for every show, just go to our show notes and you'll see the script there. Just record it and then email it to me at paul at integritylash.com. Okay, that's all our announcements. So let's now get back into the second part where we talk about what it means be professional in the beauty industry. In humility, really. Humility, humility needs to be the, the, uh, the first thing because you could too be at fault. 
And if you come in thinking, well, maybe I've contributed to this in some way, you're just going to have a better, I think, um, way of getting into that conversation. Which one more? Oh, Erica, go ahead. And then I have another point <laughs> after that. Okay. Um, I was just going to talk about interrupting people. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> wow. Because I never do that. <laughs> no. What are you talking uh, about right now? <laughs> so this more, more so with your clients, just a mark of professionalism mm-hmm. is not butting in and speaking over them and just interrupting all the time. Obviously, don't do that with your coworkers. I've worked with several people who just are interrupting all the time and you're like, you're not even listening. Like you're not even in the day-to-day conversation, not even through like a conflict, but just like telling a story or trying to like get a point across maybe about a rule in the salon or something. Mm -hmm. And then it's just the interrupting. It is so unprofessional. But yeah, Mm -hmm. especially with a client, don't interrupt your clients. Mm -hmm. Let Mm -hmm. them say their thing. Even if you already know where they're going, like they're a slow talker maybe. (laughs) And you're like, oh my gosh, she takes forever. I know where she's going. You could finish the sentence for her. I think the right thing and the professional thing is to listen and just let them do it. One of the ways that you can really communicate that you're listening, it's a very simple trick. It's, it's, It's parroting. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Leave that in there, please. No, it's so lame. <laughs> no, okay. Uh. So when somebody says something, you know, oh, I'm so angry. The traffic was so bad. Oh, good. Sorry. Someone's phone is talking right now. Someone, my watch. So is parroting? <laughs> no. Siri on my watch thought you summoned her. Oh, okay. Well, so if you say something, you just pair it back what they're saying. Mm. It helps people to feel validated. And heard. And heard. And the other thing... So it's important for me to say back to you what you just said to make you feel heard. That's correct. Really? Okay. I'm just practicing Uh right now. That's right. Can you do it with a parrot accent? No, I just... (laughs) Not again. The other thing is to if you if you want to move past that, you know, and make sure they feel heard, what you do is you say you try to sum up what they've said and mm-hmm. you tell it back to them. So what I hear you saying, or correct me if I'm wrong, but what I hear you saying is you um, had a really hard time with getting here today. This actually a- in our marriage was a huge like upgrade. I swear <laughs> when I learned to do this with mm-hmm. Tusney. Just relationship gold, well, like all of a sudden we play the harp. Yeah, because I'm sure almost every time she was like, "That's not what I'm saying." Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> and I was pretty dense at yeah. 27, 28, and maybe even 38. I just wouldn't hear things, and I was more about me and getting all my exciting things together, and not listening and repeating what you say. Well, so often, it, you know, it wasn't even that I needed a solution from you. Yeah, I just that's wanted true. to. I just wanted to be heard. That's not whole thing. Guys, we like to fix things. And oh, my gosh. Yeah, right? Like, Stop oh, it. Poor Peter. <laughs> you just so like that. Yeah, that's normal. Guys, we just want to hear a problem. I'll fix it. And they're like, no, no, no. I don't need to fix it. I just need to just let it out there yeah. into the ether so I can... Take this burden off me. I don't need it fixed though right now. Well, some of us process things by talking about it. Who Who's that? Friend? That's you. Oh, yeah, I know. You know, <laughs> there's other people that I know that they they go on, you know, they explode maybe and just are like wild crazy and they just need to, they will come to their own conclusion. Mm-hmm. And they but they still should probably work on that. They're exploding. That's true. That's true. But you, <laughs> can, better help, ways. you can help them yeah. by validating them, by parroting back what they're saying. So what you're saying <laughs> is... Sorry. You know, so um, anyway, try that out. I think it'll help. One thing I was going to say, if you are thinking about hiring an employee and you hate conflict, by the way, don't do it. I swear, don't do it. Because you're just going to be inviting 
pain and suffering and a horrible world to work in because as the, as the boss, as the leader of your company, you need to be okay walking in a room and saying, we need to have a, a, a difficult mm-hmm. conversation because there's things going on right now that aren't working in the salon and, and you're one of them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, you just need to be able to have those tough talks. And if you aren't able to do that, that's a bad sign that you're going to have a place that's going to let gossip reign and you're going to allow other things to reign because you're not going to have those direct conversations. And those conversations will happen whether you make them or not. In fact, the more you ignore it, the more likely it's going to happen and perpetuate with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Now, now, you could do this if you have somebody specifically that is in leadership with you that can do those those Yeah, your partner that you work with. But even if you just hold this as a value, but you're not able to do it, it's going to bring a world of hurt. It really is. It's a big area of weakness for most of us in beauty. We really struggle with it in the early stages. I think we got better and better at it as we went along because it's just like a muscle. You, you know, begin to use it more and such. But uh, yeah, learning to have difficult conversations, a key if you're going to be a leader in your company. And if that's not your strength, working alone sounds a lot better. One thing that we just talked about earlier was music. What kind Ooh. of music you play in your salon? This, okay, yes. this goes back to what kind of clientele do you want? Exactly. Yeah, it really is. It comes back to your brand. Your, your brand. Look. Yeah, so your It could vibe. be different because like there's this one salon. It's not around anymore, but they're in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. And it was like a rock and roll yeah, last salon. But that was salon. their stick. That was that their was vibe. The, that was their, their vibe. And it worked for I them. I think it worked for them. Yeah. So you walked in and you expected to be, you know, here in ACDC or something and walked well, the in. the decor was like that. Yeah. The, the, the dress of the, of the people was was like that. So, yeah. you know, it was consistent. Their music choice was consistent with their image. It's yes. like all the Rock of Love fans, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what that you is, know what but I have no idea. I'll show you later and you'll oh. be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, so, I mean, for us, because we were going more for a spa feel, not not a nail salon or hair salon, but like really a spa with private rooms, and we wanted people to feel like they're escaping from the world. So we always went with softer, quieter music, whereas classical, um, new age stuff, Whatever it is, I mean, we've had some bad music too along the way. Where I mean, we had music where there was a baby crying in the middle of the thing, which is totally stressful to hear in a song. But some I, of the like ambient music can yeah, get really wacky, get really crazy. Trains yeah. and uh, yeah, whatever, water fountain, and yeah, they sample the sound in in a way. Um, the, the The important thing with this is to remember that the music is not for you. Yeah, it is not for you. It is not. Yes, we're the ones who are di- sitting have to there suffer and, sometimes and through, it. There through the work. That's why you use your own earbuds mm-hmm. and, and you, you pick the music that's going to keep you going. But they're coming for an experience, not so that you're entertained and that you yeah. can get through your day. When I was in my first little studio, like 13 years ago. Um, Back in the 80s? Uh, no, no it sorry. That it was that long. Shame <laughs> on you. Uh, my wife, the 80-year-old lash stylist. <laughs> <laughs> we call her Quasimodo, by the way. <laughs> no, 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 no. 2006, back in the golden age when no one knew yes, what we were doing. that's right. Um, <laughs> okay, we totally, I totally <laughs> lost the train of thought. I'm so sorry. Okay. So... I had read an article in, I think it was Salon Today, and they were talking about uh, retail. And they were saying that's really important that when you, ha- like a re- in salons, that, that there's upbeat music for the, the, the retail area because it gets people more in an attitude to buy. You know, to buy. Uh, I was in a small room, and I thought, how can I do that? You know, because it's just one room. So because it was just my room, um, 
I, I was also going for like a 40s vibe. So when when clients first came in, I had it on the 40s station, and it was kind of a retro thing. Remembering your old days, I'm right? I'm remembering the, yeah, the good old days. So I would turn it on this like, you know, um, 40s music, and as soon as they lay down on the table, I, I put on the spa music. The harp would go, mm. bling, 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 yeah, and then the music right. would change into it's spa. Wow. But it, it was it, psychologically, it just kind of put people yeah. in. And as soon as yeah. it was done, I turned back on the other music because it was more upbeat and it got people. You know, it just it just helped the conversation transition. Yeah. If you're a single practitioner, you might want to think about doing that, tailoring the music for where you are in the appointment. I literally just wrote that down on my little note paper. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first I was going to say there's never perfect music for all of your clients. And for all your staff too, by the or way. Or for all of your staff. <laughs> that but will again, never happen. It's not for your staff. No. That's right. Um, but no, I we have like, at Integrity, we had like the most basic spa music, really tranquil and relaxing. Mm-hmm. Very and, generic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Totally professional, um, and some clients hated it. Yeah, and you can't change it for them. Like you can't, like especially if you're in a team environment, especially if anybody is doing facials. Oh you yeah, cannot change you the know. music. Cannot, yeah. And um, we actually had one client felt so bad. She, there was one song that we'd play that reminded her of her son who had who passed, passed away. away. It was like yes. his favorite song or it something was, like that. Uh, or that one by Israel. Um, I don't remember. It, uh, over the rainbow. Over the rainbow. Yeah. Oh. oh my gosh! And we we had to make sure that we took it off. We took this. Yeah. Off to change the playlist when she came in, and we had in their notes when they checked in. Oh, change playlist. Make right. sure, or don't have this playlist going if she comes on. Right. Because she the first time it happened, she literally just started broke, broke down, cried in the room. Yeah. One way that you can offer, um, you can hack the situation or or work it out if the client does not like the music and has told you. Um, I know that Jasmine at um, Chic Sin City uh, mm-hmm. does this. And she we- sings? No, <laughs> oh, no. Okay. She offers this and many do to her guests. We used to do it too. In every room we had uh, a pair of... Uh, Headsets, yeah, and we say, "Oh, I'm I'm so sorry, you don't like the music. Would you like to use this for your for your um for your playlist?" Right, and it was just a, another way to solve that problem. So mm-hmm. you can have like the headphones out, you know, for people to use if yeah. you want. If you're, I, I'm what were you gonna say? <laughs> Go ahead. I was saying, I would just say, "Do you want two cotton balls? Let me just shove them <laughs> in your ears." <laughs> But I just don't think that probably would really work very well. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, if you are a solo artist, this is so much easier because you can tailor it to your clients. You can say, oh, Nancy really loves indie music and Sarah really loves spa sounds. And you can actually do that and write it in their notes. And then that's even another way to like add a personal touch. That's actually pretty cool. You imagine if they're like, I like Disney princesses and all their songs and they walk in and the Ariel singing when they walk in. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of cool to be able to put that in the notes so that when they get there, it's like, you're really now tailoring it, really specializing in it. So even find out what music they like. I forget there was this, um, actually it's in the Mm E-Myth where the guy talked talks about um, going to this hotel. I probably won't remember the whole story, but it's actually quite remarkable what happens. He goes to this hotel and he checks in and they ask him, um, um, what's your favorite drink? And he goes, oh, I I like uh, Manhattan. And he goes, okay, great. Um, what's um, what newspapers do you like? And he goes, well, New York Times. Mm-hmm. And then like a few different questions. And he goes, okay, great. And he says, oh, by the way, um, would you like to go dine in the restaurant? Are you hungry? He goes, oh yeah, I, I just got in like, around dinner time. So I'll go over there. So he goes over to the place, and we sits down. They bring right up to him. It's Manhattan. Manhattan. 
And then boom, it's like, what? there's his drink. It's like, what? They have my drink ready for me? Yeah. And he didn't remember. That's right. I told him my favorite <laughs> drink. No, 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 no. It was like, he was like having this amazing experience. And yeah. in the morning, the newspaper yep. arrived and lo and behold, it and, was the New York Times. And he asks them, he says, how on earth did you do this? I'm, yeah. you know, I'm a professional. I, he's like, oh, I'm not nothing special. I just, I follow the system. Yeah. And we ask every guest when they come in, what their preferences are so that we can meet them. Yeah. So, you know, I know. Um, That's so cool. It is really cool. Uh-huh. Tara was talking about this just the other day about systems, you know, making sure that you have systems, a Tara from Lashpreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a system, right? If yeah. you have a practice of asking, oh, what kind of music do you like? You know, then you and can... What drinks do you like? Maybe you can provide their favorite drink. We've done this a couple of times where Tuscany's texted me, go right now to the store and get this for a mm-hmm. client because the client's having a bad day and Tuscany just wants to spe- make it special for them. So I'm running down the street trying to get back before the client's, but uh, she's done and have that drink right, waiting for them at the front desk. They are oh, oh, they're just blown over, just overwhelmed. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is the best customer service ever. Mm-hmm. How did you know? Well, yeah. I, I remember you told me you like this juice. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. Actually, as a thought, you if, if you wanted to implement these kinds of systems, you can have those questions on their intake form. Exactly, like, yeah. What's your favorite soft drink or what's your favorite or do you have a favorite drink or what's your favorite music you know you have a little bar in your place for you I'll make you Manhattan right now while you're working on your lashes Uh I'll have one too (laughs) (laughs) so so here's another thing that you can do too just a little bonus um bonus round bonus round sometimes okay so there are a couple people that bring their lovely little dogs in and (laughs) if they don't cause problems it's it's not it's not a problem we've had issues about dogs before but um one guest comes and she brings her little dog, and what I like to do is always have a bowl of water for the dog. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I uh, put out a little paper towel, and sometimes I'll write the dog's name on the paper towel. This makes such a difference. They take pictures of it. They're like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, you just you love me. You love my dog." Yeah. And you know, so you can do that kind that's of. That's really cute. That is yeah. cute, and that's what we got that because we see it sometimes. Restaurants will have yeah. that, and I love that for some reason. I guess every dog lover sees that and go, "Yes, dog, dog water." It's yes. just like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a great place. I want to. Yeah, uh, I want to go there. Yeah, like it's, they think about dogs. Dog biscuits. Yeah, yeah. So it's really yeah, and you really in LA especially feels like you love dogs. People are going to love you. That's just a very yeah. like yeah, good association true. to have. On a side note, for dogs. In another mark of professionalism, yeah, because some people are allergic. Cha- yeah. Like you mm-hmm. should be changing the sheets in between clients, anyways. But even have a or back- shave their dog, <laughs> shave their dog. <laughs> even have a backup blanket. So change a sheet, put yeah. a different blanket on. That way, any yes. like dander or whatever. Exactly. And, and and by the way. Uh, and this is not to knock some other people we love who've said that you shouldn't have animals in the room. At least in California, it's not illegal. We're not doing surgery. This is not a clinical space. We don't need a sterile environment. Don't need a sterile environment. A dog is allowed in California. We actually did that at some point. We're about to change our policy. No, we were very extreme at one point. Yeah, a team member said, oh, I think it's illegal. And we actually agreed. We said, yeah, I think it is. And then I just, I don't know why, on a lark, decided to just look it up. And I actually talked to someone at the Board of Cosmetology and like, no, actually, it's totally legal. You can have dogs here. It's okay. And that was nice because for us, we were stressing about we have some really cool clients we love, and they love bringing their little one-pound dog in with them. <laughs> and it just felt like we were going to be in a really bad place with them if we had to stop yeah. that. And since we were talking about dogs this and professionalism, um, I think it's okay to welcome a dog if that's your policy, but I actually have some thoughts on if you have your own dog and you have the dog uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In, the, in, the, in the business. Um, I would love to bring my piglet. 
to work. I mean, no. she's just, yeah, but <laughs> Paul has always said, no, 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 no. And I'm, I'm super, super sheds glad. fur like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> well, here's the thing why is that some people do not feel the same way about um, dogs as, as we do. And some, you know, some people have allergies. We have one that's a very high profile person is deathly allergic to it. And yeah. she, you know, won't even be in the same room. So, um, it's not a mark of professionalism to have your pet wandering yeah. around. Now, it might be your shtick, and that's part of it, and that's okay, and that's a, a super big value to are you. Are you called doggy lashes? Right. But you have to think about it. You are inflicting, you are imposing your dog on everybody else. We used to watch Hotel Impossible. We still do. Um, but... Uh, I remember one episode where they had this really fat cat that had just been there for years and years, and it would just walk across the front desk while people were checking in, and it did not give the guests coming in a very professional Mm -hmm. uh, impression of it. Uh, You are inflicting your, you know, even though the the cat had, you know, been with the owners and had been part of it and locals got used to it, somebody who didn't know that and just walked out from town is is, is not going to look super favorably on that. So you Mm want to think about how... That your business, you want to think about how, how that, it's perceived. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta think of the whole picture. It's so easy to get caught up in our own little world. It's my business. It's what I'm doing. But you gotta really be thinking bigger. What is your brand? What's your image? What are you trying to portray? Now, if you're like the dog lash whisperer, great. You know, be that. Have the dog licking everyone, and you'll find your tribe. I guess. Yeah, all the dog whisperer dog people will come to you. Yeah. Right? But, but just, you, yeah. just because you're the lash boss and like I'm the boss, I get to make decisions. True, you do. But you want to make sure that those decisions are benefiting you. Yeah, because sometimes you might be thinking, I, I'm asserting, I want to be who I am. And you're going to be losing too many people. Like you're, you're making your niche maybe too small. Mm-hmm. But there's some people I know out there, I've seen go out there and they, they, they're who they are and they're brash, they're loud and they whatever it is they're doing that doesn't seem to fit the traditional mold. They're attracting those people that like them and it's perfect actually mm-hmm. for them and it can work, but just be, but I know they're purposeful by the way. They're not doing that by accident. They're making choices in their business that maybe go against the grain on the general purpose. Like it's not a spa environment. I know this one place that's all real dark and dingy looking, but she's got a big following. She's got a great tribe because the people that come there like that kind of little more edgy place. And that's okay. Just realize you're not going to get probably the, you know, the 40 year old soccer mom who, you know, just, that's not your ideal client. So it goes back to what Erica says, as long as you know who you're going after, then you can build a business any way you want. And you Mm -hmm. can be seemingly unprofessional in some ways, but still be professional because it's within your tribe. Right. I had one experience. Um, I went to a massage therapist who was really specific about, being really painful. So I was like all excited, right? Um, and I, it was in her home and I'd kind of been prepped that she was a little unconventional. Um, and I get there and there's three dogs. I love dogs, right? Um, but one of them was really big and not trained. And it was huge. It knocked me over. I mean, I fell on the couch. <laughs> but I never, Dogs here that did the massage. I didn't <laughs> mind it like nuzzling up to me, but it snagged some of my clothes because the claws, you know, and I'm just thinking... I'm okay with this because I I love dogs, but somebody else, you know, would not would not like that. You it's know? also something that you've never forgotten about. Never forgotten. Even though you are good with dogs, yeah, mm-hmm. you you still think about that. I thought because she was five years old when that happened. No, if it wasn't, <laughs> I became a dog lover later. Usually, I didn't. I, I I didn't. You converted later I in converted life. I converted because yes. I never had a dog before, not until I was older, um, and I wouldn't like that. And I was just kind of processing that experience through that former lens. You know, mm-hmm. um, when you have a dog, you you can you and I understand them just people aren't not everybody's a dog lover no this 
this therapist. Weirdos. Yeah. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You're not in our tribe, that's for sure. Stop listening to Lashcast right now. (laughs) We like all animals. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, anyway, we can keep going on this. Real quickly, I thought we'd just wrap this up by going over, you know, maybe someone's listening right now and go, okay, I'm not really that professional well, what, what am I supposed to do? I mean, how am I supposed to change? I mean, I get it. I mean, literally, we probably only got through a third of all the things that we want well, to talk about. Can we talk about. about one that's super important, I think? Really? Okay, we can talk yeah. one more, and then, then we got to wrap it Let's up. Let's talk about your appearance, your okay. professional appearance. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, there are, there are times when you think they're coming to you just for the lashes, and it's true. They are, right? Yeah. But how you are appear to the client can boost your... Um, your own prestige in their mind, or it can detract from it. Now, it's true they're coming for you the, for, the, for the lashes, but if you show up in your pajamas, um, hair just, you know, greasy and unkempt and, you know, just looking like you just rolled out of bed, that's going to reflect on your work. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you can do it once they know your reputation, but think about how you're presenting to the world. I see all the time when I go into places like a Sola Salon. It's great walking to the Sola or Salon Republic because when you walk in there, you get a quick peek into like a lot of people's style and the way they do things. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how many of them are just really, just from walking by, very unprofessional. Everything flip-flops. from flip-flops, the way they look. And if people don't get it, people judge by the cover of the book. They just do. Yeah. First appearances really go a long way. And I understand we're artists and we're so trying to be artsy, fartsy and all that. But in the end, you know, that if you really, especially if you want to become a high-end client, you, you shouldn't be showing up in your sweats, T-shirt, torn jeans, shorts, whatever it is that makes you look like you're going to the beach or to the gym. That's not going to translate into you attracting that same kind of high clientele you want. I think basic hygiene, like <laughs> yeah. wear deodorant, wash your hair. <laughs> what? Um, don't have a mint. Have a mint. Yeah, don't mint. wear an overwhelming perfume if you wear any. Or don't really. I think for Tess, I always would not wear any perfume really mm-hmm. because you don't know. Everyone's so sensitive. You so don't know sensitive. what you're going to hit, and they're going to freak out if they even go. Oh my gosh! For you know, hour and a half, I had lay there and smell, smell that because you know when a client comes in, they lay on your bed and they're wearing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know where they found what they're wearing, mm-hmm. and the whole time you're like, Gagging. you can't yeah. breathe. Gutter de jour. Yeah, if you have a pregnant client, you don't know she's pregnant. I can literally make her nauseous. Yeah, that's right. Um, Something else, too, is I think that there should be like a minimum level for a standard of makeup because Mm -hmm. not to put weird... You know know what I mean? Like not Mm -hmm. to put a weird, like you you need to wear makeup. Yeah, but um, it... Like even if you are like adverse to makeup... Blush can go a really long way. A little bit of lipstick. A little bit yeah. of lipstick. A little bit of brow. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times you can look sick if you're yeah. just one color. Yeah. Um, I think that makeup, as part of your uniform, makes you look more professional and approachable. Instantly. Mm-hmm. Y- we have to remember that a new client is, is going to judge you in a second by your appearance. Mm-hmm. And if you come out in your workout clothes and, you know, hair in a ponytail and, and kind of glistening, it's, it, it doesn't say 
beauty professional, right? Mm-hmm. You, you want people to look up to you, and they're going to look up to you if you look put together. I mean, maybe you're, you know, you don't feel beautiful. That's okay. As long as you look put together, they're going to look at you and see, wow, that's someone that ha- is professional, takes their job seriously. They came in prepared. They dressed up nice for me. That makes them more drawn or more likely to rebook with you. And especially if you're having problems keeping clients, maybe one of the reasons why you're not keeping clients is because they think they've gone to the zoo to get their lashes done, and they're like, you know what? I'm tired of going to the zoo. I don't want a monkey picking on my lashes. I want like a, you know, a professional doing my lashes. So, so here's a homework assignment for you guys. Go online and look at salon staff pictures mm. and take a look at them and see how would I feel coming to this person for the first time? Or when you're walking by like dry bar or any other salon, just like what what are they communicating with their dress? Also go online and look at the, the uniform of um, very nice hotels. You know, what does the staff look like there? What does it look like uh, the staff at Von Cleef and Arpel or Tiffany as compared mm-hmm. to um, Hot Dog on a Stick, right? The the way that we I love the way they jump up and down punching those those <laughs> the lemons. Lemonade. Yeah. It's the most awkward job thing to do. Like, okay, what's my job? Take this stick and shove it up and down and squash those uh, uh, you know, lemons. Like and then you just feel stupid. Like I wouldn't when I was a kid, I wouldn't even interview there because I won't do that job. <laughs> Is, I'm that not, a, is that a nationwide chain? I, it's been around. I don't. I haven't seen the while, so maybe they went out of business because yeah. people refused to make lemons <laughs> because <laughs> they, it was like, can we just find a more pleasing, you know, visualization? Because it looks like you just have the stick and you're just it's like, like a, a pogo, pogo stick. stick. <laughs> yeah, you're just hopping up and down, and and you're just like, and then they had the sleeveless arms. So if you didn't have attractive arms, it just made you look their, really gross. Their colors were like white, yellow, and. Blue, circus. Blue. It was circus yeah. clowns. It was yes. circus. So that, I mean, but. It was their brand. It was it's their, their brand. brand. It fit. Yeah, <laughs> it did fit. fit. And, it, it and fit. no, I shouldn't talk. They probably made billions of dollars yeah, doing I that. Know. And I'm like, here yeah, you're me mocking them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is smart. Like, I think imitate the look that you want until it feels like your own or yes. until, you know, you're comfortable with that being your work uniform. Like there's so many times where I literally have the same silhouette and it's an all black and I wear that every day because I don't have to think about it. I'm not trying to, it, it being, doing lashes is different than a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. Your lash client is not staring at you in a mirror for two hours while mm-hmm. you do their lashes. Um, hopefully not. I mean, hopefully <laughs> not, yeah. So, I only get my lashes done with my eyes open. <laughs> So, I mean, when I worked at a salon, it was a little bit of a fashion show. And that was really fun. Mm -hmm. I really liked that because it, like, pushed my own limits and made me feel really creative. But with this, we do have a little bit more um, leeway to just, like, be Steve Jobs about it. (laughs) Like, wear a black turtleneck every day or if we want to because Mm -hmm. it it just takes a decision out for you. Oh, yeah. Since since, um, the salon closed and everyone's doing their own thing now, I realize, oh, I have the freedom Mm -hmm. to wear whatever I want. But when I'm standing in front of my clothes in the morning thinking I have the freedom to wear what I want now, it's... it's taken me longer. So I've just gone back to the uniform because I yeah. know what I can, you know, it's professional and it works. Well, you're the perfect example too of like a work uniform and then an off duty uniform or whatever your style, because you wear a lot of color, mm-hmm. which yeah. is so fun. I remember the first time I saw you, I think like in civilian clothes, Civies. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Oh, she's, she's not cute. Yeah. And like, that is so not like professional, but you know, she's not working. I'm not working. Yeah. yeah. And I loved it. I was like, oh, that's such a great, like sometimes people, people feel like, oh, you know, like I'm going to lose my style. So what? It's your job. Like it's a job, it's a job and you aren't doing their hair. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're sleeping half the time. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Well, one more thing, because I, I just thought there's one more. I keep thinking, ah, okay. we really want to do this, because this is so important. I just was thinking about it. And that is that willingness to continue to learn and grow. Oh. Because when you're a professional, you're supposed to be an expert, right, in what you do. And I think a lot of people don't take last professionals seriously, so they don't see it as a profession. But we really are or can be the type of person who is continuing to grow and evolve. It's not just putting one hair or one extension on one hair. There's more involved. There's more about styling. There's more about artistry, Mm -hmm. design, all those different things, plus learning how to run your business and all those other aspects. And that is something that you can continue to grow and learn for the rest of your life. And if you're a professional, you will be humble and realize you don't know everything. You haven't arrived. And that is still there's still room for you to continue to grow and learn. And I think that's something that really marks off a true professional because who would want to go to a doctor who went, you know what? I went to school back in the 60s, got my doctor in 1971, and guess what? I've never learned anything since. Mm-hmm. I already have my practice. I yeah. have patients coming to me. What do I need? I've been practicing medicine for all yeah. these years. I'm using What's 1960s technology, and that's the best. You know that is. I know better than anyone. And it'd be someone be just sitting there going, oh my God. Is, is that how you approach lashing? Because if that's what you do, it's like I learned lashes in that 2006. There's nothing more I can learn. Or I've been doing lashes for three years. I already know how to do everything. Or worse, I've been doing it for two weeks and I don't have anything else to learn, guys. This is really easy stuff. And I think that's not a real true professional. That's not someone who really is a mark of someone that you'd respect and your clients won't stick around. And if you have a team, they definitely, I don't think they will either because you, if you think you know it all. Well, you can be a professional. However, you're just not, you're limiting yourself and you're yeah. not growing and you're not giving yourself every opportunity to be sharpened and, and refined. What was it, uh, the guy, was it Malcolm Gladwell who s- talks about 10, mastery? 10,000 hours. 10, yep. hours, right? You're not going to reach that kind of mastery if you say, I already know everything mm-hmm. or I did that once or I'm established already. I don't need to learn. I forget what it is. I think 10,000 hours was like eight years or something like that I came to uh, mm-hmm. when I sat down mm-hmm. and thought if you're doing 40, 50 hours of the job, I, I can't remember. But it's a long time and there's a lot of people in our industry who think after, you know, Six months, they're ready to train, you know, ditch, you know, the lashes. and Kelly, lovely lashes. Yeah, that Kelly, that Kelly girl, man, I don't know about her. <laughs> My favorite is the title of Master Lash Artist, and they've been doing it for like three years. And Yeah. I go by that 10,000 hour rule, like we all yeah. should calm down. Yeah. I never want to call myself a master. Yeah. There's no race to. to being a master yeah. either, guys. I well, mean, I think we feel like there is, but there really yeah. isn't. And I know you've said this before, Tess, it's, it communicates that you've arrived yeah. and you never want to arrive. If you're a true learner, which yeah. we should, I mean, exactly what, what we're saying, we should always be learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're a professional, I think you will. Mm-hmm. I think every, like you think of other professions, lawyers, doctors, they're always learning. They're always growing. They're always investing in themselves. And as last professionals, I think we need to be doing the same thing. If we really want to take ourselves seriously and grow and, and become better at all aspects of our business. Well, and I also think that if you are listening to this going, you know, like these are good ideas, I don't really know how to implement them or I don't have like a, I don't know how to judge myself. I would ask a friend or a family member to come in and evaluate you, like treat, have them treat, or I mean, treat them like they're a new client, Mm -hmm. go through your script of new client with them and you know, treat them like they're a stranger. Yeah. Or even better, yeah, if you want a real objective one, give a gift certificate to a trusted friend to give to somebody. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ah, right. Do some secret shopping. Yeah. It's, so, yeah, it's like a secret so, so then, And then after that, you're going to give them a, for, a form that has, what was your experience? 
booking this appointment? What was your experience of going to the restroom here? Mm-hmm. What did the room smell like? What can you say? How did how did the uh, uh, professional appear? Yeah, you know. Um, that way you can get a little bit more unbiased so that you can really mm. learn from and 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 ladies we're looking and ladies and guys we are looking for the stuff that we can grow on so it means we have to have a little bit of courage when we read this and not be offended because we are looking for the things that we are falling through the cracks mm-hmm. on we are looking for the blind spots yeah i know we're coming to a close but what this is my yes. last thing cuz yes, you yes. just said yeah. what did your room smell like that's something uh, i think people yeah. don't think about all the time if you're burning a Sugar cookie pecan waffle <laughs> cookie dough cake, cakey kind of from Bath and Body Works candle in your room like stop it right now. <laughs> also, really think about the types of candles you're burning because most of them are literally just chemicals. Yeah. in the air. No, it's true. And we've had clients and staff be allergic to the mm-hmm. candles, and they've had um, bad responses to it. Where we've they had people actually have to leave the room. Because yeah. they're going to vomit, or it can it can also for a lot of people it can bring on a migraine, mm-hmm. 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 And, that, and a lot of times the client won't say anything; they'll be quiet, they and they'll anything. suffer in silence, and they yeah. just won't book again. Yeah, the reason why to avoid the cakey smells is because it it also lingers in this after smell. Yes, so that when you come into the room, it doesn't smell fresh, and it actually has like a a, a, a not a so stale, good smell a too. sweet stale mm-hmm. smell. It's so gross. Stick I, to the lemongrass. Lavender, eucalyptus, mm-hmm. peppermint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used Good to buy. We used to buy Good the um, um, the Bath and Body Works ones, and yeah, we had to, bad idea. to had stop, to stop that yeah. because of the complaints from people. Yeah, mm-hmm. people, we, we welcome complaints. We had one team member that keep blowing it out. Oh, I, I think that was me. <laughs> I was and there was two because I saw this other one, one too. too. I would I'd light it and I would walk away, and then I'd see her come on and go, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. Okay. I wouldn't blow. I'd put the lid on because everybody knows that's how you don't smell like a blown out candle. Yeah, smell. <laughs> yeah. Get the burnt smell afterwards too. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, hey, that's a lot. We've just downloaded <laughs> a ton of stuff. Hopefully, this stuff was helpful. But one of the things I just want to say is for those of you who are thinking, "Well, crap," you know, there's so much here, or maybe you only know if you're professional. Then maybe you know, like Tusney said, you know, get some outside opinions. Get some of your friends. Have some people, even not, maybe not in secret shop, but just give them permission to speak truth into your life yes. and say, "What do you see?" about my whole process that's good not working maybe you've been to other places compare me to other experiences and something we do all the time everywhere we go we always compare our that experience with what we do mm-hmm. we steal from so many other companies in the sense that I'm we sure those, of their systems of their systems or the style or the way they approach things i remember when we saw nick's next door we loved the way they would step back and put their hand over their heart and say you know they to let you pass. Yeah, to let yeah. you pass. And we kind of encourage our staff saying, you know, when someone walks up, please step aside and then say what? Enjoy your service. Enjoy your service. So we just came up with that system because we saw that over somewhere else. So those little things become little marks of professionalism and, and things that become unique to you too. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you stole it. No one knows that, you know, we took an idea from a restaurant. It doesn't matter. But it was another customer service saying maybe the hotel you, you go to. Those are places where you can learn, observe, and grow. And just realize this whole thing is a process. It's a journey. It's not something overnight. You're not going to be totally professional in every aspect of your life. Overnight, it's something you're going to just take one step at a time, find an area, correct it, make a new habit, and go from there. If yeah. you've blown it, no shame. Mm-hmm. You've got tomorrow, Lord willing, for us, for you to 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 
to reach your potential and, and do better yeah. the yeah. next day. And then another thing too is maybe get some accountability in your life, meaning not just a friend coming and checking, but other places where you can get coaching. Yeah. I'm just a plug for Tara with the Lashpreneur. I know that she provides coaching. They talk a lot about business and what you do. And you're going to be around with a lot of other women and men in a, in, a, in a kind of a chat room, I guess. And you're going to get a chance to hear what people do and you're going to be able to reflect and see what you're doing. Or Entree Leadership also has a coaching program that's like three, 400 bucks. You get to join a mastermind and you get to sit in the group and talk about what you do well or don't do well. And you get to see other people offering their advice and you can just run things by people. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? And they can speak into your life truth because everyone there is really trying to help each other and build each other up. Strategies, if you have a team, is a great place to go. They coach more like salons. We have two, three, four, five people. But they will also coach you a little bit more expensive, but they will give you that kind of reflection that you need to see, hey, you know, those practices that you have on how you dress or your timing or whatever it is, you need to change that. They're going to help you with that too. Oh, you know who else has a program? It's Rakina. Yeah, Rakina. Yeah. Last CEO. CEO. She's helping people more and more too. In fact, there's actually some more people I've recently found out and I, right now they're on the top of my mind. But yeah, I mean, you can create your own by the way. You can just, you know, people call me all the time, DM me all the time, say, hey, um, how about this? Or what if I did that? You can, I mean, I can do it some. I'm admitting at this point, my schedule is getting a little bit more crazy and it seems like I'm also trying to pull back a little bit. But people always hit me up, ask me questions or ask us questions and we're willing to, to answer that and give you that feedback. So yeah, you can create your own or, or look up to your last idol and, and bounce things off of them. The big thing is just to go out and do it. And then the last thing I was going to say is also be just looking for good books that have good wisdom on best practices. And that way you can be reflective because these books will challenge you. The, you know, if you read this, you know, the um, seven habits of highly su- uh, successful people. Effective. Effective, not successful people because they, they're, you know, forget that. <laughs> but effective people, you're going to be forced to re- really reflect a lot on your own life and what you're doing and how you think and how you process and how you work. And these type of books, self-improvement books, really are going to help you and you should just start looking for them. If you want, you can DM us. We can send you some ideas um, or I, I think really, you, I think most of us know at least one or two books you, that have been on that to-do list you should go get right now. They'll start helping you think better about that. So those are just a few ideas for you to help you maybe think through this. You know, some places, resources, you can go get some help input. Otherwise, do you guys have anything else to say before we wrap this thing up? Yes, but no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, but you won't let us. You're not going to tell us what's really going on, <laughs> no. are you? There's not enough time. There's not enough time. We could have um, talked about this probably for another hour. I mean, I literally went through well, it. Well, let like, us know if you want to hear more about this. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, first. Yeah, professionalism or any part two. About it. Yeah, yeah. dialogue. About That'd be great. And otherwise, thank you guys for chiming in on what you think is uh, professional or not. And that's going to end our discussion today on professionalism. We could, of course, kept going on and on. I think we only covered maybe half to two thirds of all the things we wanted to talk about. But that's great because that means we can come back and do this again sometime. Anyhow, I hopefully you found this discussion to be very helpful. I want to please ask you to follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. We also have a new feature in our podcast and we need your help. We want you to get this out and that is asking us questions via audio. Just email your audio questions to paul at integritylash.com. Ask us a follow-up question about an episode or pretty much about anything you want about lashes or business. 
On behalf of my lash experts, Eric and Tasnewan, thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing, and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.